Monday morning, and welcome to another installment of the Sports Rap Podcast. So before we get started, and everybody knows what goes on in the morning and what we how we open up, we are going to open up our normal way as always. But I just wanted to talk to you a little bit real quick about my busy weekend. And I know some of you saw the post that I had over the weekend. And the weekend for me this weekend was a bit busy, uh, but fun also. Uh, Saturday, I kicked off Saturday with another great interview with the ladies of Royal Sisters Project. So, So go check them out. Uh, you can go back and check the video out on the group page and go check them out. Those ladies, those young uh, African-American sisters are doing amazing things in this city. And they have some great aspirations. So get over when you get a chance to stay to their social media and check them out. Saturday evening, I followed up with the Camden Monarchs season and home opener, which was actually their home opener and season opening weekend. I did not attend the second game on Sunday, but I did get to the game on Saturday. So shout out to the Camden Monarchs for kicking off their season over the weekend. Then yesterday, good friend of mine, Baldy probably remembers him when I once I say his name, Chuck Bolger. Yes, sir. Classmate of mine, very good friend, real good dude. Uh the F two crew tailgating down at the Eagles game yesterday. Mm-hmm. I was welcomed at one point uh before we got into the pandemic. And just with doing so much stuff with the show and doing so much other stuff, didn't get a chance to get back. And then by chance, we hit the pandemic. Things changed, but now we're back. So I had a great time with them yesterday. And thanks, Frank. Uh, Frank, thanks, Chuck, for inviting me as always. And it's good to see you. And we'll definitely talk some more throughout, whether it's on social media or whatever. But again, thank you and thank you to the F2 crew for having me out and showing me much love and much hospitality. So, we are going to jump in. We're going to get into the news and updates real quick. I'm going to try and get through these real quick. Uh, Sportsman of the Year will be revealed uh, live on December 7th on the Sports Illustrated Award Show. The WNBA eliminates single, single elimination games and buys in their new playoff format. This is like the second time, I think, mm-hmm. second or third time that they changed their format. And in hopes that they can improve on the play and improve on their viewership because they need the help. So I'm applauding them for uh, making changes and trying to do some things to get more people interested um, and in tune with the WNBA. Ben Simmons again reiterated his trade demands to the Sixers. We are definitely... I'm going to talk some Ben Simmons today. Uh, it seems like Sicko. seems like a, an ongoing soap opera. Well, not seems like, but it, it is going to be an ongoing soap opera. And every other week, if not every week, we get some new details. But the way we're going to look at it uh, this week is a little interesting. So we'll get to that uh, somewhere later on down the line. Manfred says, uh, the baseball commissioner says, a lockout could move MLB's talks forward. I'm sure it would, because mm-hmm. you'd be losing a lot of money if you have a lockout. Teams won't play. You can't get no concessions. None of that, you know, so all of that would help, uh, definitely. Joe Biden um, is a lockout and could move. Uh, Emma, wait a minute, sorry. Joe Biden, <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at the comments, and, and 
some of the comments, and I'm trying to read this stuff too, so just bear with me for a second. Um, Joe Biden is considering a diplomatic boycott of the Olympic Games, which I think um, is a little bit of a stretch. Uh, I'm not sure how that's going to work out, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll definitely see what happens um, when that time comes up. Also, Julius Jones' death sentence has been reduced to life in prison. Rams owner owner's threat could cost the NFL billions in a lawsuit stemming from his 2017 in regards to his regional convention and sports complex. Um, going at this, That issue with him not paying uh, some fees or something is going to go to trial in 2022. The Sixers have apparently a list of 30 players they would accept for Simmons. Former UConn coach Jim Calhoun is stepping down from D3 St. Joseph. So he's finally giving it up. Hmm. Well, well, well. Let's see here. We're going to take a quick second see what we got. Uh, We're going to backtrack a little bit. We got some comments here. The boss lady, Monica Mason, at Simply Monica 72, has said good morning to us. Hey, as well to you. Again, like I talked to you briefly this morning in the text. I'm sure everything went well yesterday. And, folks, if you missed it, uh, Life Isn't Fair, the play at the Met, by written by Philadelphia's own, uh, I forget his name, but he is a Philadelphia native, Starring our boss lady Monica Mason, also Baldy's homie Cuddy, Clifton Powell, Snoop from The Wire, and plenty of other people. So if you didn't get out to enjoy that, she will be in studio tomorrow. So I'm sure that you will get the tea on that. Uh, Nate Phillips, when he kind when we talked about the Ben Simmons issue, said just trade him already. Yeah, we wish it, Nate. We wish it was that simple, but again. I think Daryl Morey um, is sticking to his guns or is going to stick to his guns, and he's not going to do it just to do it. So we'll talk about that. So stay tuned. Yeah, you you can't do it that way. Uh, Crawford versus Porter last Saturday night. Crawford takes that in the TKO in a somewhat strange ending to that fight. Mm Mm-hmm. It was really, really strange. Um, I didn't see the whole fight, yeah. but I did see some of the stuff after the fact, and I, I did see that part. But it was a little strange. Yeah, it was the call. His father made yeah. the call. Yeah, his I father mean, made that call. Twice. It was a little strange. And he could tell. You know, he could see. Yeah. He, you know, like, we know that Porter, he's a guy that slug it out. Right. And I think Pop just was like, nah. It ain't worth it. Yeah, because he... uh uh. Apparently, he had already said that he was already thinking about retiring, mm-hmm. whether he lost or not. Right, and, and, and I why think not? Pop just saw it yeah. like, yeah, you yeah, might as well ain't, this ain't, want to be able we to We're going to let you it. go out on your back. Absolutely. Because that's absolutely. where it was heading to. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> go out standing up. The Bears, Khalil Mack has been put on the IR, probably done for the season. This, I want to talk a little bit about this when we close out as well, and I'm just adding this in. Uh, Ex-NFL running back Zach Stacy has been arrested for assault following a viral video. George, thanks for tuning in. So if you haven't seen that video, I don't know what rock you're living under. It's, it's going viral, but we will talk about that if you don't know what that situation was. Antonio Brown could face legal punishment if he, is, if he used a fake vaccination card. 
So, you know, we be both sitting here chuckling about this, right? But it's a funny thing. But she made a good point. I told talked to Hope about it. And she said to me, she said, well, people are just so stupid. And, my, and, you know, because it was just a general conversation and I brought it up, my initial thought was like, what do you mean? She's like, she was like, well, why are you going to go pay for a fake card when you can just get the shot for free? And I said, you know what? I said, that, that, you make a very good point. And I never thought about it that way. But, you know, since the Kyrie Irving um, situation, so many more people are, I think, beginning to want to try and use that. I need more information. And, and I'm not sure yeah. about it going on and this, that, and the third. But I, I, I still say, and I get that. I understand where people might be coming from with that angle. But I also want to say to people, it's not solely about you. It's about the people you work around, the people you live around, even as far as some family members that you may be around. And then just being out in general, because people are out now, so being out in general. So I'm sure people will do what they're going to do anyway, but just take some consideration on that end and and think about it, you know. Um, as far as me, I'm vaccinated and I've just recently gotten my booster. It was free from work, but now there's just recently, uh, as the end of last week, the mayor has put out a memo that I think it's January or February of 2022, all city of Philadelphia employees have to be vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Listen, folks, some people I've know how I've heard when I got the first one and the second one had said that they had uh, got some flu-like symptoms. They got a little chills and whatever. And I mean, that, in my opinion, that is arguably going to happen. It just depends on that person and their particular immune system. For me, I didn't really have any issues. Um, with the first two shots, it was no big deal for me. Um, I'm tatted. I got needles, so I'm not scared of needles. When I was younger, I used to get an allergy shot every week, mm-hmm. so it's no big issue for me. But I will say, uh, when I got the booster, my arm was a little bit more sore than when I got the first two. But it was offered to me, and like I said, the way that I look at it, the position I have at my job, and being here, being out as you saw me out this weekend, and being at home, not wanting to take something home by accident. Mm-hmm. So I just felt like it was the best thing for me to do, and I did it. Uh, George Mason, basketball recruit, uh, is charged with murder. Nate Phillips says he was advised to take two Tylenol before each shot. See, so there you have it, folks. We got some followers that are giving you all advice. Take two Tylenol before you get the shot is some advice, and that may help. Mm-hmm. I, it may or may not. Like I said, it all depends on each individual's immune system. The Sacramento Kings over the weekend fired Luke Walton. They now named Alvin Gentry, the interim coach. University of Florida fires their football coach, Dan Mullen, after a loss to Missouri. Michael Porter Jr. could miss the rest of the season with a back injury. Funny, this was the issue with him coming in. And lastly... Shout-outs to Little Big Cuzzo, Jason Collier, number 50, University of Pittsburgh, 
and shout out to him and his teammates for winning the Coastal Division title over the weekend. So you can check him out, number 50, University of Pittsburgh, red shirt, sophomore. But I will definitely keep you up to date on what he's doing and what's going on with him. So we got some scores. But before we get into these scores, I'm going to actually, no, we're going to do these scores first, then we're going to jump right into that. We're going to probably jump right into that Zach Stacy um, issue. NBA yesterday. The Clippers outlast the Mavs, 92-91. Lakers in a brawl, <laughs> pun very much intended, Intended 121-116 over the Pistons. The Suns uh, defeat the Nuggets, 126-97. The Bulls beat the Knicks, 109-103. And the Warriors beat the Raptors, 119-104. In the NHL. The Wild fall uh, defeat the Lightning 4-3 in the shootout. The Sabres fall to the Rangers 5-4. The Flames blank the Bruins 4-zip. The Maple Leafs 3-zip over the Islanders. The Blackhawks 1-zip over the Canucks. The Seattle Kraken expansion team beat the Capitals 5-2. And the Coyotes outlast the Kings in overtime 2-1. Couple... College basketball scores from yesterday. Merrimark falls to Virginia Tech, 72-43. West Virginia outlasts Clemson, 66-59. Boston College falls to Rhode Island, 71-65. Number five, Villanova takes one on the chin to Purdue, 80-74. Number eight, number 17, Tennessee beats my guys, number 18, UNC. Florida State 73, LMU 45, NC State 65, Texas Southern 57. Number 22, St. Bonaventure defeats Marquette 70 54. Arizona upsets Michigan 80 62. FAMU falls to Miami 86 59. So before we get into our NFL scores, or a matter of fact, let's do the NFL scores real quick. And then we can get right into the Zach Stacy thing. And then we can talk a little bit more NFL while we are there. Going back to Thursday for week 11, New England blinks Atlanta 25 zip. Moving into yesterday, Sunday afternoon, Indianapolis 41, Buffalo 15, and a shocker to me. Yeah, I think so. You know, I, I'm having, I'm in a little bit of a confusion with Buffalo right now. It for me, it, it kind of seems like they've fallen into the trap where they've gotten good enough, they've been noticed that they are good enough, and I think they're in that stage where they're starting to look past some teams mm-hmm. or underestimate some teams. Um, they just lost to somebody else. I think it was like Jacksonville or something last week yeah, or something. I think it was a and then they, question. not that Indianapolis is a bad team, but it's one of those things where it just looks like maybe they feeling themselves a little bit. Baltimore outlast Chicago 16-14. Detroit falls to Cleveland 13-10. Houston outlast Tennessee 22-13. Minnesota gets by Green Bay 34-31. Miami beats the Jets 
24-17. The Saints fall in Philly to the Eagles, 40-29. Washington football team takes care of business at Carolina and beat them 27-21. San Fran beats Jacksonville, 30-10. Cincinnati over Las Vegas, 32-13. Dallas falls NKC, 19-9. Arizona, 23-13 over Seattle. And Pittsburgh in the nightcap last night, 37-41. They fall to the Chargers. So, there you have your scores. Closing out tonight, we have the New York Giants at the Tampa Bay Bucks. So. Andy, on the side of football, mm -hmm. for all you college football people, just to backtrack a little bit, and give you just two scores. Two scores. Oregon, number three Oregon, loses 38-7. to Oh, thanks, Rich. Yeah, they did lose to the Jaguars to last week. Good morning, Rich, and thanks for that uh, that info. To unranked Utah. Mm. Number 10, Wake Forest, loses to unranked Clemson, 48-27. to It's a lot about to happen in that top 10 and that playoff format of college football. Yeah. So if y'all not if you're not really watching a lot of college football over the last weeks or so, I've only really went over the upsets. Right. Because the upsets are pretty much it's formulating who's going to be in that. Yeah, and, and that I, playoff I, you format. know I mentioned to you guys, um, it, it uh, they are talking about making it a twelve team playoff. Mm -hmm. So we'll definitely. Um, Richard said Oregon is probably going to be out. Hey, listen, <laughs> we've seen stranger things happen, so I'm not I'm not disputing that. I'm not really doubting that. You just got to keep your eye on the ranking. Yeah, because yeah, because the they've been changing. Is, it's, it's crazy how I mean, they go from three to like ten or and eleven. It's been a lot. Like we talked about the injuries. What was it last year with the pandemic mm -hmm. and everything? We talked about a lot of all the injuries and everything in football. This year, if you look at college football. It's so many upsets and upsets and the number of weeks that have jostled the standings in a little bit more way, a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit stronger way than it has in the past. You know, we always see some jostling yeah. here and there, yeah. but I mean, we've had teams that jumped up like four or five spots, mm -hmm. teams that have fallen four or five spots, and yeah. it's like just about every week or every other week. Something major is happening. Yeah, and they finally, and, and I just happened to look at it, they finally have uh, uh, University of Texas San Antonio. They were undefeated for the past five to six weeks and weren't ranked mm -hmm. up until last week. Right. So up until last week, they weren't, well, the week before, they weren't ranked. They're 15 mm -hmm. now. They still mm -hmm. are 11 and 0. But they're 15, so it's going off the strength of schedule. It's going off of who you're playing. Right. And naturally, teams that are 10-1, and one, because of their conference and because of the strength mm -hmm. of, the, of the schedule, they're going to be ranked, they're going to be ranked over that 11-0 team coming from that, that, uh, that conference. But, I mean, there's a lot of 10-1 yeah, teams. Yeah, I think, I think Cincinnati will get in this year. Yeah. They might, they if, might, if they can hold if, off. At worst case scenario, they might just owe it to them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they gonna hold. because I mean, at the end of the day, right now, if they can hold off, yeah, because what can happen is 
If Cincinnati loses one, they'll find a way to bump them completely of out because of, of the people that have one in front of them. Right. So I mean, yeah, uh, that they have one behind. Yeah, Notre Dame really, has one. Michigan has mm-hmm. one. Oklahoma, Oklahoma State has one. Right. Uh, Oklahoma has one. You know what I mean? And then you get to the bottom side of the twenty-five. You know, which is San Diego State's and all them. They're not probably going to get up into that area. Into right. that area. You right. know what I mean? Unless upsets continue to happen. Yeah. Rich says too much blowback if they it, from be, last right. year. Right. Yeah, if they go undefeated, yeah. Ab- absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And that was the reason why they created this format mm-hmm. was to eliminate the possibility of a team, you know, that that was not worth that that they deemed not worthy enough to be in the national championship. Now have the opportunity to pr- prove that they belong by creating that format. Right. So you can't keep putting them out of there and they, uh-huh. you know what I mean? Yeah, they're going to find a way in sooner or later. Yeah, I'm hopefully sure they, they will. get in there. That'll be a I'm match sure, with yeah. Georgia, Ohio yeah. State, It'll definitely be, definitely be good for them. So, getting back to the story that I mentioned to you, and if you have not seen it, at your leisure, if you can stomach it, you can Google it, you can check out the video. And this is in regards to the ex-NFL running back, Zach Stacy who has uh, most recently been arrested for an assault on his ex-girlfriend, ex-mother uh, of his child. And he assaulted her in a way that no human should be assaulted, and let alone a professional athlete doing this to a woman. Uh, the video for me was extremely disturbing because the way I, the little bit of research I did, the way I got this story was that you were already out of the home. Um, you guys weren't together, but you have a responsibility and the young lady was just making sure that you honored your responsibility um i don't know how the situation fully played out with him actually being at her house but nonetheless what transpired supersedes him being there because of the assault again very disturbing to me because like i said no human should ever endure that kind of assault or that kind of punishment let alone, again, a professional athlete uh, versus a petite woman. And to make it even more amplified, the five-month-old child was on the couch. And I get it. Some people may go on a limb and say, well, he might not know fully what's going on. It might just be the noise that shook him, and he didn't understand why it was so much noise. And I totally get that. But when you look at the adults in the picture who knew the child was there, and you know I keep saying the adults, but I'm focusing all all on Zach Stacey. You knew your child was there. Why not just leave? You know what's crazy? It's, It's hard to watch for me because, one, I got a daughter. And I can't imagine my daughter 
being in a situation where, you know, a grown man, I'm going to jail. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you right now, we live, on, we live right now. I'm going to jail. Because, ain't it, listen, there's no way possible that a grown man is going to be able to put his hands on my daughter like that and not just walk around like anything. I'm going to jail. Absolutely. Yana, I did, I did. Absolutely. I'm going to go ahead and do my bird, but. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, 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 I'm probably going to want to cut that bull fingers off, man. I want to do something diabolical to this dude mm-hmm. so that it never happens again. I yeah. want you wearing prosthetic fingertips for the rest of your life. I don't want you even be able to ball a fist no more. You know what I mean? Because here it is in the NFL, and yeah, I believe. A- absolutely, Rich. And I believe that um, they created that domestic dispute, uh, domestic violence policy back right after mm-hmm. Ray Rice. What was that, like 2014 somewhere? Yeah, somewhere but around there. But domestic yeah. violence has been going on in the NFL Way prior before Ray Rice got there. Way before that. Way before he got there. So, you know, I hate the fact that they had to create a policy based on something that that was connected to a black man. I, I hate that. Mm-hmm. I hate that. Because we we didn't create this atmosphere. Right. So don't use him as a barometer. The kick was they got a black eye because it was on video. Absolutely. And now they're saying, what are you going to do? Right. How are you going to deal with this situation that's caught on video? Mm-hmm. So here we have, again, another situation caught on video. Young black man beating up <laughs> this woman. <laughs> Rich said, if that's my daughter, is that going to catch worse than what he did? He is, exactly. Absolutely. Exactly. And that's, that's what I'm saying. As a Absolutely. father. Absolutely. You know, as a father, you look at it, you look at it disgustingly, naturally, but you look at it in a vindictive way because oh, no you doubt. want that get back. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm going to get this joker. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? And it's it's kind of a weird thing with the NFL because there's so much more going on in the NFL in terms of crime. But this has been going on in the NFL for an extremely long time. Long time. And for all those women who right. had dealt with men prior to 2014 when they was reporting that information to the NFL about one of their players doing doing this to them and they did nothing, that's opening up floodgates for the backdrop. All the, all the cases that Absolutely. came before that, yep. all that stuff is now going to come back to the forefront. Mm-hmm. It, it just naturally has to. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, 2014, come on now. Yep. That ain't, that ain't that long ago. It ain't not that long ago. You know what I mean? We a hot seven years back. Right. You know what I mean? But this situation is bad, man. Yeah, it's bad. It's bad. It's bad. And, and the the stigma that it's going to put on some of these specific athletes Um. And the entire situation with athletes in general, it's a black, even though they don't want the black guy, the video went viral. So there is a black guy. Mm-hmm. It's been a black guy. Um, previously, like Bali said, it's been going on for so long that you can arguably say the black guy has been there, but they've been, it was smooth enough where, where they could cover it up with makeup. Correct. This one, this is like, 
the fresh out the ring, not even before you put the sunglasses on, the the Martin Lawrence episode when he fought Tommy Hearns. <laughs> this is that kind of black eye. It is. And I, I don't know if the NFL is going to actually get involved or heavily involved because he is no longer um, a member of the NFL. But I think they will do something or put something in place and kind of use this as an example, maybe even in a slight way, a teaching mechanism for some of these players to let them know that, yo, look, we all know how social media is. And we saw this video go viral and he's not even with us. But if one of you jokers that are under contract feel like Y'all want to go that route? Mm-hmm. We got something for you. Now, yeah. Rich, Richards is right. And mm-hmm. Rich said, just a thought, though. What about the head injuries to former players? And Rory's plays a factor in these situations, a la head trauma cover-up in the NFL. Right? Mm-hmm. You know, all that stuff plays a part. You got to think about what, what, was the, what was the thought process of him doing that? That's one. Two, the policy does state that in the event of a domestic violence issue, you're supposed to get six games suspension from the rip, no pay. Upon investigation, I guess they they ain't need to investigate. They saw what they saw. It is what it is. They do not want you representing them. So let's go ahead and forego this six game. It's a wrap. Mm -hmm. But you're looking at the also, like what he said, you got to take into account that this head trauma situation and the things that these guys do, I'm not going to say because of the head trauma, of the head trauma, but this is what the NFL did. Right. This could be a factor. So now, if you saying this could be a factor, how can you straight up just fire this guy when you don't know the psychological aspect of of what he was doing? Was he was he was he in the right mind frame? Right. Was he in a mind frame of of almost like an Aaron Hernandez where he just couldn't stop he just couldn't mm-hmm. couldn't control he just couldn't control himself in that aspect. What type of rage was he yeah. in? Like you said, we don't know how he got in the house because right. that's not on there. Right. But what if he was already he spun the night day? Right. Right. And then they have a little dis disagreement that morning. Mm-hmm. And that puts him into a rage. Yep. Or what if he was already in a rage before he got there? Yeah. So uh, these things play a part. Yeah, play I'm not making an very, excuse. Very I'm just big, very, very huge part. Uh, Nate mm-hmm. Nate Phillips says, uh, if a person takes you to that to a level where you want to put your hands on them, walk away and take a breath or two. Domestic violence is never an option. I agree with you there, Nate. But like Baldy just mentioned, we don't officially know what state he was in. And, and I'm not saying, because I said the same thing when I said, I said, why not just walk away? Um, that's usually the easiest way. Uh, Rich says head hits are like a 35 to 40, 40 mile per hour car crash proven. Yeah, so um, uh, very, very sad. Um, I've seen the young lady speak in some video after the fact. And she appeared to be okay. And that's just physically. 
Right. Because in no way, shape, or form, mentally, is she okay. Right. True. No way. I don't care who looks at the picture, who looks at the beginning or the video and then looks at her afterward and says, ah, she's all right. Nah. Physically, she appears to be okay. But this is something that will traumatize her, arguably, for the remainder of her life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because we know how cognitive kids are. And I'm not necessarily saying, again, that that five-month-old child fully understood. He probably understood that it was a lot of commotion Mm -hmm. and a lot of noise. Mm -hmm. And he did what babies do. He cried for help because he needed to know what was going on. He was scared with all that noise going on. She couldn't even get to him to comfort the kid. So, for her to take a stand and say that she wanted the video to go viral is huge and brave on her on her behalf. Also, I think that there needs to be some domestic violence supporters who should be stepping in if they have not already stepped in. And... They need to make this a statement. And African-American man, I get that. I don't want nobody to lose their job. I don't want nobody to go to jail and none of that. But this type of situation, a lot of attention has to be paid to it. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at, I'm just looking at, like when they said, you know, you want somebody to have these steps to where they can try to control their anger. And I get that. Mm Mm-hmm. In the mental health field, you and I both work. Mm-hmm. I formally, you currently. And in the mental health field, the one thing that you do know is you can teach everybody in there coping skills. Yep. Question is, who's using them? Mm-hmm. And what's the diagnosis of the individual you're trying to create these coping skills with. Because guess right. what? A count to one, two, three don't help don't help to a cat that's uh that's bipolar schizophrenic. Right. So again, you're talking about a possible head trauma. And mm-hmm. I'm again, I'm not making an excuse for this man's behavior. The NFL already did those things. Right. What I'm saying is if you have an individual who possibly over the last 15, 20 years, ran his head into somebody. Mm-hmm. There's a remote possibility that when things occur in his life, yeah. his reaction is yeah. what he does on a football field. His reaction is aggression. It is not a right. step Absolutely. back and count. That's not his. Right. He's going off a natural instinct. Yep. That's his natural instinct. So, yeah, his natural instinct. Oh, thanks for tuning in. His natural instinct got the best of him. Yeah. He's a he's a violent player. That's almost like a boxer not not hope telling boy, yeah. I'm gonna go and hold back this right hook on you. Right. And I'm and you in the street. Yeah. Again, Mike Tyson. Absolutely. So, you know, all these things that we think about in terms mm-hmm. of what we would hope a person would do, in reality, if you're not taught coping skills, how do you know them? Right. If no one has ever showed you how to truly cope in situations, how were, how am I at a at a split second supposed mm-hmm. to just walk away? Right. Supposed to count to three. 
Yeah, they work for somebody. Right, supposed to just what the, what we call uh, uh, stop, think, then react. Mm-hmm. You know, all these things, all these coping mechanisms, if they haven't been taught, right? then we can't expect an individual who plays a violent sport to react to things in a, an aggressive manner yeah, yeah. To, to then have the pause button Right. And the situation that's emotionally got the best of them, right? And and, and you know, you know just, to piggy, just, yeah, just to piggyback, like you said, and in that short time frame, in that short time span, it's that like they say in sports, it's that read and react. And like Baldy said, we're not condoning what he did or taking right, up right, for right. him. He wrong, but bottom, bottom line. that situation, you look at it like that. That read and react. Mm-hmm. In his mind, you know, you can't really hear. What's going on? The audio in the video. So somewhere in there, as I'm watching it, and I'm just telling you what I saw. Like I said, I'm not taking up for this man in any way. I'm telling you what I visualized and what I interpreted from our from what I visualized. It looked like just what Baldy said: read and react. Because he was a violent, he was a football player. He read the situation and he reacted. But like Baldy said. Coming from the environment that he was so heavily in, and you got to understand too, people, just a small smidgen of that is when you're a professional athlete, that is your life for the time that you're in season. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So again, read and react. He read what she said, and like I said, we don't know what she said. It may not have even been anything bad, but the way he interpreted, the way he read it. It was. And then he reacted like he normally would on the football field. And there is a portion in that video where, and this is after he hit her and all that, and she was on that floor and he was saying something like you said. We don't know what he was saying. He was saying something. And he was walking towards the door like he was going to leave. Mm-hmm. And then he turned around and he came back. And then he came back. Mm-hmm. And I, I, and listen, I'm on the outside looking at, you on the outside looking at, Whatever he was thinking at that moment, he already realized it's too far gone. Yep. It was too far gone. Yep. And I, like I said, I don't know if anything was said in between him or her when he was on his way out the door. Mm-hmm. But all I know was he turned back around and then gripped her up and tried to do something else to her. You know yeah. what I mean? I, and I'm and, and certainly let me know if I'm right or wrong, but I I don't know if he. Hit her again after that. I think he like like yeah. He kind of like, like flinched, flinched at her, at her uh-huh. and didn't hit didn't hit her again after that. Yeah. But I think he I think that's when it kicked in. Right. Kicked in like oh shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's a I didn't I didn't up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he don't know that there's a camera there. She put the camera there. Yeah. So. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Exactly. And you know what I'm getting ready to say. You we got to choose our words. You wisely. know what I'm getting ready to say. The camera was placed there for a reason. Maybe to catch his reaction on tape. Or, and I was just about to say either that, to catch his reaction. It happened pri- It happened previously. And that's what I was going to say. Or she had the fear that, that something that was going to happen. It's one of them three reasons. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's gotta be one of those three. And 
the way he did it and the way that situation that Baldy just, Baldy just explained to you towards the end of the video where it finally did click and you see his body language, I'm tending to swing more to the she was fearful of something that was going to happen or something maybe not as severe had happened before. Mm-hmm. So, folks, 11.43, we will... As always, definitely keep our ears to the street and ears to that story and get you information as we get it. Right. Absolutely, Rich. I appreciate that. Uh, before we close out on our first break, Nate chimes back in and he says, I'm not promoting his behavior by no means, but some females be provoking these dudes and then, then play victim when the stuff goes left. I get they, your point. There are women like that. Nate, yeah, I, I get your point. And there's some there's some grown men out here just out here right. like like terrorizing women. Yeah. You but again I, mean? I say Yeah, and Nate, I'm not disagreeing with what you said. Mm-hmm. I totally agree with you. Because I know that there are some women that like that that yeah, will provoke you to cross that line. All I'm saying is the severity of what he did in that moment was unnecessary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No getting around that one. Absolutely. Folks, you are tuned in to Sports Rap Heat 100 Radio. When we return, we are going to talk some, some NBA. We're going to talk a little bit of Ben Simmons. I got a little piece about Rich Paul that I want to discuss. Um, and just to let you know, and I, met, I failed to mention this in the opening, the NBA is now, the NBA general managers are now forming an association. In the midst of all the situations that we have reported to you in the past several weeks, Phoenix Suns, Portland Trailblazers, and the Portland Trailblazers one has gotten so bad that it forced their president to resign to remove himself from the situation. Stay tuned, folks. Sports Wrap on the other side in just a couple minutes. Black Wall Street is now online, baby. That's right. Visit the GW District. Shop the very best in men's and women's apparel and accessories, home decor, office supplies, books, pantry items, and so much more. The GW District is a retail marketplace of black-owned products and media. We're both veteran and black-owned, and we're bringing you the best online shopping experience with products made by small businesses. Come and experience the GW District difference today at Shop gwdistrict.com that's shop gwdistrict.com the gw district a retail marketplace of black owned products and media that's right that's right that's right back once again your boy sports rap d and your boy boy ball are in the building and you know where we are like we said the group sports rap podcast Get on over, tune back in. Rich, Nate, George, whoever else was tuned in earlier this morning, come on back. Because we got some stuff uh, for you, and we think it's going to be pretty interesting, and it's going to be somewhat fun. Uh, So I want to start with this Rich Paul thing. And as we all know the story, and I brought it to your attention maybe two weeks ago, where I told you how most recently with the most recent fine of Ben Simmons 
and the other issues that apparently Rich Paul has, in his words and in an interview, somewhat changed his stance from the very beginning. Uh, just to give you a little history, in the very beginning of this whole situation, he came off, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> came off as adamant about wanting Ben Simmons out of Philadelphia, uh, went as far as trying to incorporate Tyrese Maxey, who he also represents, pulling him into the situation and saying that he wanted him out of town too. We went through the stages. We got to the mental health issue, the fine stop, but then some things were not being followed as far as the biting contract. So the young man was fined again. Then the story comes out that he feels like the fines are not helping or are adding to or worsening his mental health issues or his mental health situation. Uh, in that particular moment, he also came back and somewhat retracted and said that he wants to see Ben back in a uniform, even if it is the Sixers or not, yada, yada, yada. He wants to see him back doing what he loves. I had to oh, man, this because <clears throat> this this saga is getting out of hand. And in my opinion, it is beginning to appear like the Ben Simmons side is <clears throat> starting to feel some pressure. You know, they say pressure bust pipes. But it feels like they are beginning to feel some pressure in this entire situation where they're now claiming that the Sixers tactics with the fines and everything else are are beginning to worsen his mental health capacity. Well, you also have to take into consideration that he is currently still a member of the Philadelphia 76ers. Under a legal biting contract, where somewhere in that contract and part of his job description is although he's not playing, he's still required to come to team meetings, uh, film sessions, and things of that nature, which he has not been doing. There was also a, a small issue of the team, Philadelphia 76ers, basically just wanting proof that you are truly seeing someone since you claim you don't trust the Sixers doctors. You want to get your own through the NBA Players Association. All fine and well. But all they're asking is that you just provide us proof. Just say, hey, let us know that you actually are seeing someone. We don't need to know any details or anything like that. Ben Simmons has not done that. Um, apparently, someone in the organization has talked, found out who the doctor was, or someone got winning the doctor was and they went into the HIPAA thing, which I totally get. But there was no information being asked. It's just, just let us know. Yo, send us an email. Say, Yo, I'm seeing them. Whatever. Right. Hasn't been done. But again, he was fined for not making a road trip, which is a breach of contract. So Daryl Morey has already stated that he is willing 
to let this thing go play out as long as it does. Again, uh, we all know, or myself and Baldy know, that you can't, Robert Reeves, thanks for tuning in. You can't happy give birthday, him away. Happy birthday, big fella. Yes, happy birthday to you. You can't give him away for cents on the dollar. And some people are probably saying, well, you know, it's better now to just get rid of him, to get rid of the headache. I see that point. But on the business side, like we always try to give y'all a little bit of the other side. On the business side, they would be fools to give him away for cents on the dollar. The most recent rumors that I've heard are speculation that they have some people that they have interest in. Like I mentioned, it had a list of 30 players. There is chatter about there still being strong interest in James Harden, which they could facilitate if somehow possible. And depending on how things go in Brooklyn, a sign and trade in the offseason for James Harden. So... We'll see what happens uh, in that situation. Again, like I said, the Sixers are not going to just give him away for pennies on the dollar. Absolutely not. And a lot of people are saying, well, their price tag was too high. Why shouldn't it be? Listen, let's simplify it. Let's simplify it. We all played the game of Monopoly. Mm -hmm. We all know how the game of Monopoly works. If we look at the game of Monopoly and we look at Ben Simmons, I can't say Ben Simmons is Boardwalker Park Place. He's not. Because the Boardwalker Park Place are your blue chip players in the league, your your, your top tier, your LeBrons, your Steph Currys. Mm-hmm. But what he is is he's at, he's at Pennsylvania Avenue slash Ventnor Marvin's Garden where okay, he has I a price that. tag that's that's going up. Right. He has an elevator that can, the barometers can move up a little bit. And what people are trying to offer us are Oriental Avenue and St. Charles Place. Yeah. The stuff you buy on the first trip around. <laughs> and cash consideration. Yeah. The stuff you can buy on the first, and it's like, on the first dude, trip around. You understand this, this piece mm-hmm. that, that we're, we're thinking about letting go has the potential to, to go from one side of the board to the other and give another person hotels when there's no other hotels on the board at the time. Right. So when you look at like a game of Monopoly and you look at Ben Simmons, he he can be a heavy piece to a puzzle to somebody else Mm -hmm. that can create a crazy effect somewhere else. So because we know that, we just can't give him up. You just can't give him up. You can't offer us. You can't give us the two dirty brown properties Mediterranean Baltic. Mm-hmm. Nah, it got to be something close to that corner that he's on. Or something better with some consideration of other properties that we have that we can throw in for Absolutely. something better. Yeah. But you can't, that's the game, that's the game of negotiation. Right. You cannot, I don't care what you thinking as a fan. Yeah, you, this you is can. business first. And the longer he stays out, it doesn't yeah. get it doesn't get worse for the Sixers. Get worse for him, right? You know, if you want to look at it, maybe one step even further as far as the business wise. If you got a business, and, and let's say you got you got an ice cream shop, okay, you cold good ice cream smoothies, frozen yogurts, whatever. You got a Sub Zero freezer that keeps your 
tight. Right. Right? You want to move, maybe. Another guy comes in or another person comes comes in down the block around the corner or so. They want to start up, too. But they come to you and they say, well, look, maybe we can uh, try and work together. Um, I know you on the verge of moving, and I just heard that you can't take that Sub-Zero freezer with you. Okay. All right, I get that. So what you talking? Uh, I give you this much for it. As a business owner, you're not giving it away for dirt cheap. Mm-hmm. Because you know, for one, you can't take it with you. So you already know when you get to your new spot, you're going to need another one exactly. to keep your standards exactly. to where they were. Exactly. So why would you move to a new location, starting over in essence, drop what you did to get you to where you were and give it to somebody else? Where even if you do move across town, now people are going to go there because they're not sure if you're going to get that. If you get it, if you sell it for pennies on a dollar, you're not going to get another Sub-Zero freezer. Exactly. So now he's got the Sub-Zero and people are going to be like, man, we love your stuff, but... It, it it just ain't the same as when you were. Exactly. So you're going to lose out. And like Buddy said, you're going to lose out. And they're going to make the benefits, reap the benefits of it. So you can't do that business-wise. I, listen, we need, this is what we need for everybody that's listening. Here's what we need. We need your two best possible trades. And we're talking realistic. Yeah, don't We're give talking us, realistic. Don't, don't copy and paste none of the uh, yeah. none of the BS ones that's been floating around. Exactly. So the realistic trades, you have to involve contracts. You have to because right. the numbers mean the everything. Numbers have to match. The so you just can't say yo give us that, give us that. No, you have to you have to think like a general manager mm-hmm. and create contracts and possible trades of players within the league, and then send it to us. That's right. And we can all have a dialogue yeah, on it. Because, you can me- message them to us. Yeah, yeah because Either, as a uh, fan. In the group page, Sportsweb Podcast. I heard some of the craziest stuff. Just at Sportsweb underscore D stuff. on Instagram or at Ball75 on Instagram. Message us, DM us, and give us that. And we'll definitely bring those yeah. back and discuss those. Yes, we will. Live on stuff, air. Man. So, a little bit into this Rich Paul thing. I'm trying to get through this kind of quick because I got a couple other things and I definitely want to discuss while my partner is here because I know I'll get some good insight from my partner on those other two uh, somewhat topics so the story begins and it goes through his early life and where it starts by saying that he grew up out of humble beginnings mm-hmm. which is not surprising from the Akron, Ohio area Cleveland area mm-hmm. Not really a surprise. Totally get that. So that's not really uh, an issue there. Uh, Also, you know, he was sent to uh, Benedictine High School, a private Catholic prep school in the center of Cleveland, Mm -hmm. which reminds me of 8 Mile. True. And Papa Doc. True. (laughs) (laughs) I had to throw that in there. I'm sorry, but that's just where it took me when when I read it. Um, you know, and it also goes into the typical or the somewhat typical hood stuff. Mm-hmm. Many kids would aspire without a control after the loss of a, of a parent, which he lost his father in 99. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but he managed to get through high school and control and graduated. After that, he realized that, which a lot of our kids do as well, realized that the traditional just going to college path was not truly for him. So what he did was he began to spawn his entrepreneurial genes, and he broke into the world of selling and buying throwback jerseys, which around this time, 99, 2000, was the thing right back then okay um he apparently met lebron in an airport and thanks in part to a jersey that he was wearing at the time which was a pristine warren moon jersey at that same time in that airport lebron was allegedly going to Atlanta and to see a final four and he was wearing a Michael Vick jersey which was handpicked they say for that particular event um yes he said he was wearing the powder powder blue pristine authentic Warren Moon jersey the two uh had a connection they made a connection they formed a connection their relationship started with the Magic Johnson Lakers jersey. So that apparently was the first first jersey that LeBron purchased. And then there was also a Joe Namath Rams jersey. Okay. After that, they say that Rich Paul was then joined or entered into LeBron's inner circle. So they say that for the most part at that time, LeBron had relied on his childhood friends. Maverick Carter and Randy Mims. Okay. But soon his re reliance was extended to Rich Paul as well. The trio became his main uh, support system. Carter served as his business agent, shaping and cultivating his personal brand. Mims was the liaison between LeBron and the Cleveland Cavaliers. Okay, he was communicating for important information between the parties. Okay, so basically he was the assistant. Mm -hmm. Rich Paul was tasked with working under agent Leon Rose at Creative Arts Agency to better understand how sports agencies worked. So apparently in their meeting, in their building of a relationship and of a bond, LeBron saw the entrepreneurial spirit, the go-getter spirit, if you will, and felt like maybe he could learn some things from there. So this goes into even further breaking out, learning from the ropes, uh, his extension with the Cavaliers, which is LeBron, is in a circle believed they were ready to start their own agency. In 2012, Rich Paul and LeBron James founded Clutch Sports, leaving CAA and making preparations for James's contract with the Miami Heat to expire in the summer of 2014. The combination of LeBron's star power and Paul's natural gift of salesmanship, the agency was a force in basketball. So it goes on to say from 2014 to 19. 
Clutch negotiated $1.4 billion in NBA contracts, expanded its roster to 25 players, including excuse me, Anthony Davis, Ben Simmons, and Trey Young, just to name a few. Then there was 2019, the NCAA was sniffing around, mm-hmm. and they came up with what they called the Rich Paul Rule. We all know that story. Okay? So... Then it goes into, um, you know, the small thing about him now dating Adele, if you haven't already known that. He just had the special with Oprah and Adele uh, last week. So now he's eating that. Uh, What's next for Rich Paul is Clutch Sports continues to grow and become a force in the world of sports representation. Rich Paul has recently accepted a position with United Talent Agency to have Clutch manage its sports division. The UTA was primarily primarily focused on film and television, um, but represents a venture for Paul to solidify himself as a premier agent. And with LeBron already taking a foray into film with Space Jam, the future is bright for Clutch Sports. So, you have this young man who, like I said, you saw it, you heard it, coming from humble beginnings and like I said, the typical background story of an inner city youth trying to make a name for himself, which he has definitely done. No no questions, no issues, no bones about that. He has done that. But like we mentioned when this thing first started, I think a little bit of the success um, has gotten to his head where he feels like and it's also with the success of what he's done in the NBA, where he felt like this particular situation with the Ben Simmons issues, he would be able to forge his way on the NBA and some of the GMs and other people, executives in the NBA. Not going to happen. Uh, because if we just got his story and just explained it to you very briefly. Imagine what NBA attorneys and investigators have done. Mm -hmm. So again, we saw it with the NCAA stepping in in 2019 and they called the rule, they called it the rich Paul rule. So we saw some of it there. So that was the start. So we know that they can find out what they want and we'll be able to use what they find in the way that they want. So, again, I say the situation now with Ben Simmons is not going on with any other of his clients. So it gives me or brings me to question my thought process and I say, who's doing the advising here? Yeah. It definitely will make you think. Um, Also... What did they think was going to happen when you're not fulfilling a legal binding contract? Uh, I think they honestly rolling the dice, man. I think they rolling the dice. I mean, the one thing about Rich Paul that I that I can I can respect is his grind. You know his hustle. Oh yeah, he definitely you know got to respect his hustle. And you Absolutely. know when the NCAA tried to. Rec- you know, put out that rule. You know what I mean? The Rich mm-hmm. Paul rule. 
He then wrote an op-ended letter letting them know that, you know, I understand why y'all doing this. You want to block minorities out from being able to be in this field. You tell mm-hmm. me I need to have this now. Well, it wasn't there yeah. before. Yeah. You know, you know, real quick before you finish, just what you just said kind of makes you think a little bit about the old jokes about Thanksgiving dinner since we're almost at Thanksgiving. You still, you're a little older, but you still got to sit at the kids' table. Still got to sit at the kids' table. You're not, you're not <laughs> completely, you, you at the line yeah, to sit at the there. adult table, but you just ain't crossed the line yet. I yeah, think that's kind of where like the NBA executives looked at it. It was like, we're we, we going to let you in where we want to let you in. Yeah. But that's where it stops. And then you're not going to force your way in. Right. Because we ain't going to let you force your way to the big table. You're not going to be able. First of all, you just can't bring your own chair to the table. Absolutely. No, we 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 can say, hey, you can sit there. Mm-hmm. But you just can't bring your own chair to the table. And that's what happened. You know what I mean? But they also, you know, made it clear that, okay, you on our clock. You know, you you pretty much you you got to get in line, dude. Mm-hmm. And a lot of a lot of listen, man. There there have been agents, and it, it think it makes me think of somewhat makes me think of Jerry Maguire and all that. But it's it's similar in the sense that here you have a guy who did not go to college, but his capabilities and his knowledge on. On what it takes to run an agency, because he was, because he was an apprentice to one of the baddest agents. Absolutely. If not the best mm-hmm. NBA agent, right? In the game, time. yeah. Then, well, what, what, what other, what other background does he truly do have? Right. He sat across tables and blockbuster trades and saw how the negotiation process works. Mm-hmm. So he, this is his apprenticeship right there. Yep. He, six, seven years. He sat underneath him. I mean, well, he was there for about three, four years. But when they opened theirs, seven years later, they they done negotiated over one point four billion dollars worth of contracts. Absolutely. So I don't negate that he doesn't know what he's doing. Right. I think that what he is is he's a he's a guy that understands these old formats, and I ain't going that route. Mm-hmm. I'm not going that route. He he he. What Puff was when he when he got the when he got over there, with, uh, when before he got the Uptown when he was at Uptown Records right, and all okay. that, and he was over there with Andre Harrell, uh-huh. and Andre Harrell had him you know washing the car and all this stuff, and then one day he showed up with flip flops on, and Andre Harrell said, "Listen, hey, that ain't how I do business." He's like, "Well, I guess it's time for me to do my own thing." Right. Right. So he's trying to trailblaze his own way. And all the all the other people at the table is like, yo, you can't drink your juice before you eat the food. That's right. It's not the rules here at this table. Right. And he like, no, nah, I'm thirsty now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? And this is this is all it is is a formality of, of what people are are used to, and someone's coming in with a with a different format, and it's being challenged, and they don't like that, and they don't like it because of who it is. Not because of what they know. Well, because of who it's because it is. of who it is. Mm-hmm. And he got the number one dude on his head. Mm-hmm. Which each and every last one of them wish they had. Yeah. They don't have a that chance to get it. Him in. Exactly. 
So the fear, slight fear there is where the loyalty is with LeBron. We can't even, we basically can't even reach out to LeBron to say, yo, tone your homie down or something. LeBron is... <laughs> he, can't do it. He made me uh, very wealthy. Can't do it. So uh, it's working for me. I don't know what y'all gonna figure out or what y'all gonna do, but it's working for me. He's got he's got twenty five guys on that on that team. Clutch Sports, twenty five of them. Out of the twenty five, there's about five of them on the Lakers. <laughs> yeah, about five of them on the Lakers. But out of out of out of the twenty five. I would say almost 80% of them, 85% of them, top they're tier. under 30. And top tier. And they're top tier guys. It's a few mid-range guys, but they got top, he got top tier guys. Absolutely. So that means he has he has a, 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 a lengthy route of contracts. Most of them are going to get extensions, mm-hmm. and it's, it's going to double that. He's right. going to be able to get at least a couple contracts out of, right. out of let's just say, 20 of them. Yep. Well, all right. Multiply that times two more contracts per person. You you have forty more contracts. More contracts yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's the numbers and how in which he's going to make his money. Right. It's on the up. It's yeah. on the upscale, and that's not including the classes that's coming in. Right. And, and you know it, it's going to get more difficult because they now have the NIL bill. Mm-hmm. Carla Carla Norales, thanks for tuning in. It's going to get worse. It's going to get tougher because of that. Mm-hmm. And then also, with this situation that you're dealing with here in Philly, with, with Ben Simmons, with ben Simmons and Daryl and Daryl Morey, yeah. where you're dealing with one of the respected GMs in the league. So, his in this situation, this particular situation, you could very, very well argue that Daryl Morey's support system outside of just the Sixers organization, is a little bit stronger than Rich Paul's, right? Yeah, most definitely. And that's not saying that Rich Paul doesn't have anything, but from everything that we both just said, Daryl Morey is a lot more, has a lot more weight behind him right now in this situation then. And the way it's being played out is not a good look for you and your client. Mm-hmm. Because you can very easily say, oh, well, they want this, they want that, they want to be traded. Now they say they want to have him back in a uniform, whether it's the Sixers or not. And those big wigs are looking up, but like, uh-huh. We done put a chip in that armor. Mm-hmm. So let's just keep chipping away. Let's yeah, keep, yeah. all right, we going to hold ground. Yeah. Because we know... Something got to give. That something got to give. On their end. And basically, <laughs> and basically... They gave first mm-hmm. because you somewhat retracted your initial words. Right. So you gave first. So that's basically that story there. And you know, like I said, we'll we'll definitely continue there, there to bring some you trades that came yeah, up. Yeah, we'll definitely continue to bring you um, some stuff and follow up with all of that as you know everything proceeds. Us. Quick announcement: uh, We are now one week away from. Busta Rhymes, Jada, Sheik Luch, music by Doc B, DJ Mackey215, DJ Active, with host Two Ray at the Met, Sunday, November 28th. Uh, doors open at 7 p.m. And make sure you are tuned in to Heat 100 Radio uh, live on air and tune in to us on social media where you could win some tickets or possibly get more 
information on how you can get tickets. Definitely tune in to The Morning Rush tomorrow morning with Simply Monica, and I'm sure she will talk more about that. Also, real quick, folks, I mentioned it over the weekend on social media, and now that I'm back here on air, I will say it again. I now only have one turkey left. So if there's anyone tuned in, anyone listening that knows somebody or knows somebody that knows somebody, I have one family-sized turkey left that I am giving away. DM me at sportswrap underscore D on Instagram. That's at sportswrap underscore D on Instagram. Or you can send me a message in the Facebook group sports rap podcast let me know um if i don't give it away for thanksgiving i'll try to hold it and possibly get it to you for your christmas dinner which is right around the corner but again right now i initially said that i have two i now have one turkey left for donation for the holiday season family size turkey excuse me too so it's a pretty decent size uh turkey Y'all will be eating off that for about a week and a half. Not just a normal week. It might be a week and a half unless you got some greedy folk coming to eat it with you. So, a couple of things I want to get to before we close out. And we got some time. Yeah, we we got some time. Omar Phillips, thanks for tuning in. Oh, what's up, bro? We got some things. Something that I saw and I posted it. And I got a little bit of response when I posted it. I don't know if you saw it or not, but when I posted it, um, a lot of the response I got was a particular team that was left off the list. So what I'm referring to right now is the top 10 NBA teams of all time. And, you know, I like to bring stuff like this because I know my followers. I know my listeners. Just like I said, as soon as I posted it, I got a lot of response and it was very in tune, in line with the same thing from quite a few people. So I'm going to run through the list. Okay, I'm going to go, I'm going to go backwards. You know, I posted it, it was 1 through 10, but I'm going to go backwards. Starting with number 10, 88-89 Pistons. Number 9, the 2012-2013 Heat. Number 8, the 13-14 Spurs. Number 7, 71-72 Lakers. Number 6, 70-71 Bucks. Number five, the 86-87 Lakers. Number four, the 2000-2001 Lakers. Number three, 85-86 Celtics. Number two, 2016-2017 Golden State Warriors. And number one, the 95-96 Bulls. Before we get into it, Damani and Frank, yeah, I got it. The Lakers got three different teams on there. Whatever. Just had to clear that out. Because yeah, you know I know they were going to chime in somewhere if they got it or whatever. But the majority response that I got was that a particular team was left off the list. And I purposely, when I do stuff like this, I purposely, in the mind, see, right on cue, <laughs> I purposely when I post these types of um, lists and questions or whatever, I purposely try to stay away from it so I can bring it here to this format. And what that response was that the 82-83 championship Sixers should have been somewhere 
on this list. Mm-hmm. So, for me, now that we're live, I agree with all the people that mentioned that. Uh, I can't remember everybody that mentioned then, but I know Richard was one, David Lyons was one, there's a couple other people. and But I am in agreement with that. In my opinion, I think, and I'm not saying that they go in this exact spot, but I'm just saying this is what I think I could replace them for. And for me, I think that that 82-83 team overall could replace the 2013-2014 Spurs team. I could take that. Um, You could possibly also argue that they could replace the 2012-2013 Heat team. I was going to say that. So those are the two that I think um, – that that eighty two eighty three Sixers team could replace. And Baldy just said he felt. Uh, yeah, I mean, I believe that they could. I would take them. I would take the. I would place them over that Heat team. Okay. I would definitely take. I would leave that Spurs team, but I would. I would definitely mm-hmm. take that Heat. Take them. Take the Heat team off. Team. Put them in there. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, you gotta remember the Sixers beat the Lakers. Lakers. Lakers had the best. Did they have the best record? That think they year? Um, I think I they did. I think they might have had William Trost, thanks record. for tuning in. Oh, you said me, you said you too, Omar. Which team are you talking? The 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 Heat or the Spurs? Let us know real quick if you can. But I would I mean they was they was they had the best record in their division. Mm-hmm. But we swept them. Mm-hmm. And they were, they was fresh off of the year before, fresh off of, I think okay. they lost in the conference Thanks, finals. Thanks, O. Omar agrees with you when he says that 12-13 uh, that Heat team. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, when you think about it, you got to look at the team. You got to look at who was on there. And the notables. I mean, the year before, we lost. Yep, Nate also says that Heat team. Yeah. He take that Heat the team Sixers as well. went, The Sixers lost and then went back. Mm-hmm. And when they went back, they swept them. Yep. They ain't just beat them; they swept them. Swept them. So, how do you not have that team? Right. And now, in that in that series, it was the the fame Moses four five four. You swept when it counted the most. You swept in the first series. You somewhat gave away one in the second round. Mm-hmm. But when it got to the money, you got them out of against there. the baddest. You allegedly, you, you got, got them out of, out of there. there. And I mean. There's no way you got you cannot have that team on it. Yeah, that team has to be on that list somewhere. And like I also always say, when when I do comment on some of the stuff that people say, I do put it out there that a lot of these lists are skewed. Mm-hmm. Um, because the majority of the time, you have more people who were who had missed those particular teams in that era over what's going on. Because if you look at it, 
the list is pretty scattered, um, if you will. Uh, you got one team from the 70s, and it's only the one team, the Milwaukee Bucks. Mm-hmm. And then we get to the 80s, you got three teams, but you got the 85, 86 Celtics, the 86, 87 Lakers, the 89, 88, and the 88, 89 Pistons I have no issues with. Uh, that 86, 87 Lakers, maybe. 85, 86 Celtics, they were pretty good. But if you look at the makeup of that 82, 83 Sixers team, for all intent purposes, they had everything that you needed to win a championship. Yeah, they did. And when you look at it, if you know basketball, you look at the roster and you look at what I might need for this particular team or for this particular team. Yeah, Richard Drummond says the 67 Sixers or the 83 Sixers. Absolutely. And that's what we're saying, Rich. Like, that particular team, the 82-83 team, had everything you needed to win a championship. Yeah, you got Where, and that was before this major free agency where teams get to the trade deadline and then they realize, oh, we need this. So let's make a move and get what we need. And then sometimes it still doesn't work out the way they expect it to. Listen, what was they... I know that up until this point, because Rich just brought up the 60, 67 mm-hmm. um, Sixers. Up until this point, there's no other team that had they had not a better start than, than that team. Right. In history. Right. You know, so that alone. Day, that alone. There's still no other team. That so that alone. To a season. Right, Rich. They don't. And I wish they would do a little bit bigger, yeah, di- a little it. bit deeper research into doing this. And that's what I said. This is why I recently have stopped uh, commenting on stuff that I see with a lot of these different lists and, and things of that nature because I think they're so skewed. Uh, what you say there, Nate? Nate said, uh, what's your opinion on the 2001 76ers, even though they didn't win the chip? They stopped the Lakers from sweeping them. Yeah, uh, from sweeping That's them. That's a in the cancellation cell. prize. What, what that was, <laughs> was an unfortunate situation, in my opinion, Nate, where the injuries... Where the injuries? Um, I think that first game, the Lakers looked at who they were at the time, and, and they figured, yo, this team worked hard and got here, but we still got them, and they kind of stunned them in game one. Listen, here's But my- I also, just real quick, I also right. say that that was an injury-riddled team yeah. where the key, a lot of key components on that team were not able to play yeah. in that final series. I- I can't really mention, I can't really mention them. That 2001 team, it just they just had to be an all right team. They were a very good defensive team, not mm-hmm. good offensively. And that year for the Sixers, the chips fell where they fell, and we <laughs> we was glad we was lucky. Omar said, if they'd have played any other team, they would have won. We was lucky. Vince Carter missed that jump shots, or we not even in there. Yeah. So let's let's not act like we was sweeping. We was going. We was mm-hmm. going to almost uh, 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 the last games to beat teams. We wasn't just walking through cats. Right. But that eighty two, eighty three team, 
the special thing about that team, which a lot of teams didn't, first of all, you got Dr. Dr. J. Dr. J is about 30, 32, mm-hmm. somewhere around there. We end up getting Moses Malone. Moses was like 27, a young Moses. Yep. Then you got Bobby Jones, who creates the six-man war. Mm-hmm. Then you got Andrew Tony, a game, a PT player, game time player. When that game is on the line, yep. the stop and pop killing you every nobody else, no other guard was as dynamic as him mm-hmm. at that time at that stop and pop. Right. Then you got the general. You got Maurice Cheeks. But then when you look at the concept of that team, it was really based around team. But you had a you had a you had a superstar. Yes, sir, the Boston Strangler. You had a superstar and Doc, even though Doc was getting older. Yeah. Because Doc only definitely averaged super. about twenty one that yeah, year. De- definitely a superstar there. Mad uh, uh 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 Moses was our ticket. Moses yep. averaged a quarter. Yep. So when you look at how we was how we were scripted, and to lose the way we lost to them before, and then to come back and sweep them, LA was LA was still the team to beat. Omar said he should have had two to three chips. Should have had at least two to three. Losing to Portland the way they did in that finals, that hurt. But you yeah. got to remember, for the Sixers to still mess around and still be relevant by '83, and losing in '79, and then losing again, like come on, like. Right. They was in the they was in the fold. Yo, listen, not to cut you off real quick, Yo, bro. Hey, don't come but, over here with that that, that nonsense. This Harper. is not the room for you. Wait, I missed my sign. Where is my sign? <laughs> the sign. What was the sign we had, Bob? Your opinion is not <laughs> warranted here. It doesn't matter. We ain't listening to Monty. This is what he does. What's up, Monty? This is what he does. And you man. know very well what, what you just said. Is making you laugh as well right now. Don't worry about it, cause I'm gonna find that picture with you with 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 the Doctor J. Because although you are a Lakers fan, you know Doc was that business. Hey, listen. Hey. <laughs> oh, that's what Tone said, huh? Now you now you snitching. Well, listen, <laughs> listen. I always say this: you can't have thirty thousand points over ten thousand rebounds. Over 5,000 assists and be a bum. Don't happen. 30, 10, and 5. Don't happen. You knew that. 10, and 5. You know better. And again. Side, thanks for tuning in. We know Doc couldn't really go left that much. We know Doc was not a jump shot shooter. Had to be as he got older. But he was a we finisher around the rim. But what we do know is he ain't got 30,000 dunks. That's what we do know. He ain't dunked 30,000 times. See, now you say he wanted a ghost. We knew you were just kidding, Monty. Yeah, it's all love, bro. My man, told, my man told you, he's like, man, Doc's a bum. He uh-huh. used to say that all the time. It's all, all love, man. You know that, Monty. <laughs> but definitely, we know definitely. Doc is great. And, and having him, like, how, how can you not have a fish that saved Pittsburgh in the top ten of championship team, he saved the league. It's the fish that saved Pittsburgh. You know what I mean, he helped save the NBA. And now you don't whoa, have him. Whoa. Come on, man. 
Come on, man. The man did. Come on, man. The man did a rock the cradle dunk with we wingtips, sneak wingtips. You wingtips getting come out on. the Rolls Royce, stepping right out the Rolls onto the playground. Gerald so, I mean, McKay. Play like that. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs> yes, indeed. So that's that one. Now the second one, and I'm gonna tell you where I got this from. I got this from uh, SixersWire.com.usatoday.com. And it is another list. Sixers all-time roster. Now, the funny thing, I wanted to bring this one because, as I just mentioned to you, I always, or more times than not, I feel like uh, these lists are skewed. But um, looking at this list, I think this list is very close to one of what what I what I would call a better one. So, um, and this is how it was put out. Starting five, your point guard, your general, Mo Cheeks, shooting guard, AI, small forward, Julius Irving, power forward, round mound of rebounds, Charles Barkley, mm-hmm. and center, Wilt Still. I can't argue. All right. Remaining members of this all-time team, this particular all-time team. Hal Greer. I'll take that. Promised Land. Moses Malone. I'll take that. The Boston Strangler. Andrew Tony. I'll take that. Dolph Shades. Gotta take him from the 40s. The Kangaroo Kid. Who played Billy, for Billy us Cunningham. and then ultimately got us that championship Billy as a coach. Cunningham. Billy Cunningham. The proverbial, proverbial inventor of Six-Man Award. Bobby J. Bobby Jones. The current center of the Philadelphia 76ers, Joel Embiid. Red Kerr. Red Kerr, is he from what? Got to be from the 50s. He's from the 50s. From the 50s? Yep. Andre Iguodala. Okay. I can somewhat give you that. And last but not least, and I'm just sitting here, Baldy, because I'm going to wait for the comments to come. Light-skinned ball, Ben Simmons. Oh, hell no. Hell no. <laughs> I had to give him the buzzer. Hell no. That, I put Rodney Buford in there before I put That particular <laughs> name. I and, can put Lou Williams in there before I do that. Right. And, and I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. I was getting ready to say, I understand this list is what it is. And I, I can kind of see where... Their reasoning is with that. And Nate says, hell to the no. I agree <laughs> with you. But just hear me out real quick, Nate. And this is just my explanation of the reasoning. In the short span of time that he's been in the league, mm-hmm. his accolades so far. That's the best I can give you as an explanation or my thought process of an explanation. Nate said, put him in there instead of Ben Simmons. <laughs> You're absolutely right. So, that is the one question mark that I actually had uh, with this list as well. But again, like I said, just to give you an attempt at explaining the possible thought process of adding him, his short time in the league, five years now, three of those, he's been an all-star, just about all of them, he's been tops in defensive player of the year 
Um, he's very well up there. And, uh, yeah, Omar, AI was the starter at the two guard. Yes, Damani. See, I knew you had some sixes love, and you Caldwell Jones and Earl Carrington. Absolutely. Absolutely. And like I said, just at the Baldy, I'm just going to wait for the comments to come in. Because I can sit here and say, Baldy just ran off. Baldy just ran off two or three names immediately <laughs> that could go in there. But again, like I, I was said, playing with Rodney Buford. I know, I, I know, we know that. Um, <laughs> Richard said, Richard said he would put Leon Wood in there too <laughs> before Ben. Absolutely. But again, like I said, folks, just again, it was a question mark for me as well. But just to try to give you an interpretation or my interpretation of what I think their thought process was, was just the short span of his accolades that he has right now. Because where he is right now it is, yeah, that pretty much kicks him off the list, in my opinion. Uh, so, yeah, that was that was pretty, that was some fun. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, yeah. You know, we could go through, again, like we said, we can go through a bunch of names that, we could put in there uh, some serious, some jokingly mm -hmm. as well. But again, like I said, the thought process, that's why I said with some of the names that were here, like the Red Curry, the Dolph Shays, uh, the Billy, the Hal Greers, I feel like this was one of the better lists, if yeah. you will, as far as an all-time team list. Mm -hmm. Um <laughs> <laughs> Richard Drummond says, Luke, Luke Jackson. Luke Jackson, yeah. I mean, heck, we can play around with as much as you want. We can go Clint Richardson. Go Clint Richardson. You know, like Baldy said, we can put uh, the Chocolate Thunder on there the if you want to mix it up. Yeah. We can go ABA throwbacks, too. We can put the Big Mac in there. Yeah, There's a lot of names that we can throw around in this. Uh, yeah. Omar says, yeah, this list are always going to stir the pot. You Absolutely. Charles Shackleford in there. Absolutely. Yeah, I told you to get Shaq. <laughs> Not Charles Shackleford. <laughs> but, you know, it's it's always fun to world be free. Absolutely, Omar. It's, oh, yeah, it's always okay, fun. Okay. Because, like we said, we know basketball and we understand. But, again, these lists are always skewed. And you will always find um, with the team list, you'll always find a team that you could take off and replace with somebody else. When you get to these types of lists, you can always say, here's somebody I can put in place of this person and that person. So, but like, uh, like, uh, Nate said, these types of lists I, I feel are built to do built to strike just what we're doing now, strike some dialogue. And it's always some decent dialogue when you get into, um, list and things like this. So, let's get to our picks for week 12 before we close out today. Uh, real quick, I am going to give you the schedules for NHL and NBA. Um, yeah, Omar, Barkley was the starting power forward. So, we go into the NBA tonight. You got Nets at the Cavs, Rockets, Celtics, Thunderhawks, Pacers, Bulls, T-Wolves, Pelicans, Suns, Spurs, Grizzlies, Jazz, Sixers, Kings, and Hornets, Wizards. On the NHL front, you got the Blue Jackets are at the Sabres, the Ducks are at the Predators, Golden Knights are at the Blues, Senators and Avalanche, Penguins and Jets, Hurricanes and Sharks. 
in NCAA basketball tonight. You got Butler facing off against number 15, Houston. Citadel facing off against uh, number 7, Duke. Joe should be back soon. I'm hoping he can come back tonight. There was speculation, um, Rich, of him being joining the team over the weekend, but we see he did not play against Portland. So I'm hoping that uh, we get some news a little bit later in the day today. And if I get it, you know what I'll do. It will definitely get posted. Number 19, Ohio State is at Seton Hall. Number 12, Oregon and Chaminade. Cincinnati uh, up against number 10, Illinois. Number 16, Arkansas versus Kansas State. Charleston Southern versus Georgia Tech. Central Michigan versus the number one, Gonzaga. Albany versus number 13, Kentucky. Number 25, USC plays host to Dixie. Yeah, that officiating crew. You saw how Doc got into them, Rich. I mean, I forgot about that. I should have brought that up a little earlier in the show. Uh, Georgia and Virginia, St. Mary's and Notre Dame. Baltimore goes into Cali to, to play number two, UCLA. And number 24, Florida, flies up to California to take on the California Bears. Um... Yes, that is something that uh, Rich, I mean Omar, uh, he sees that ESPN is dedicating a channel to HBCUs. Something that uh, Deion Sanders had a big hand in uh, getting them to that. And, you know, he feels like those kids, need. although there have been plenty of HBCU athletes that made the NFL and other sports, <clears throat> they definitely need more exposure than what they are uh, typically getting. Thursday, Turkey Day. Hopefully you all won't eat too much turkey and you'll be able to watch all of these games. Game one, 12-30, Chicago at Detroit. Taking shot, fam. Chicago it is for me as well. The best. Las Vegas at Dallas. I think, I think Dallas going to win it. I think Dallas know, will win that one too. Um, again, I think the Raiders are back into that mode, like I said, year before last. Mm -hmm. You don't know what team is going to show up on any given Sunday. Buffalo at New Orleans. Uh, I think the Bills going to be. I'm going with a bounce Bills. back game. Yeah, I think so as well for the Bulls. Omar, yeah, Dallas. Uh, then we move into Sunday. Pittsburgh at Cincinnati. I think Cincinnati's going to win that That's game. That's a tough one, but I'm going to go with Cincinnati at home as well. Tampa Bay at Indy. Indy's playing well. Sorry, Jules, uh, but I'm going with Tampa Bay. Tampa. Carolina at Miami. Cam Newton's back there, so I'm going to go with Carolina yeah. there. Yeah, they're playing, they playing a lot better. Tennessee at New England. New England's been playing pretty good. They have been playing so pretty I'm make, good. I'm going to go with the home team. I'm going to stretch this one. I'm going to push the envelope here. I'm going to go with Tennessee on the road. Philadelphia Eagles at the New York Giants. I think y'all just playing better than them, so I'm going yeah, go I, with I the think, Yeah, I think so, too. I'm going with it. Philly there. Atlanta at Jacksonville. This you know, is one of those games if I was actually betting, I would stay away from. Yeah, because they both playing terrible. Yeah. So, uh, for sakes of a I'm pick. Gonna, I'm going to go with Atlanta. I'm going to go with Atlanta as well. New York Jets and Houston. I'm going with the Titans. Yeah. Chargers at Denver. 
Right. Another tough one here. I'm going to go with the Chargers. Yeah, I, I kind of like the Chargers there. The Rams and the Packers. Tough injury there with the toe. I'm going with the Rams. I'm going with the Rams. Minnesota at San Fran. I think my boys can win this. This a winnable game. I think so too. Take I think I'll go with San Fran there. Cleveland at Baltimore. I'm going with the Ravens at home. Washington at home against Seattle next Monday. I'm taking Washington. I'm taking Seattle on the road. No Chase Young, so I'm going to take Seattle on the road. There you have it, folks. Thanks for tuning in, as always, each and every Monday, right here on Heat 100 Radio, the Sports Red Podcast. Remember, DM me, hit me up if you can, if you know anyone or know anyone that knows anyone or family that is in need of a turkey for the holiday season. Uh, thanks, Rich. Happy Thanksgiving to you as well. Uh, Omar wants to know who Alani is playing on Thursday. They're playing King. They're playing King. At the super site. But we'll be in the parking lot barbecuing chicken, baby. No turkey, barbecue chicken. We'll be out there barbecuing chicken, brother. Yes, sir. So you know where to find me <laughs> at sportswrap underscore D on Instagram and Twitter. Facebook, Sportswrap Podcast. Uh, the webpage, sportswrapradio.com. Again, I tell you every time, if it's your first time typing it in, it's going to pop up with the spell check and everything comes up, Sportswrap Radio Show. Take out the show so it's just sportswrapradio.com. Uh, YouTube, Sportswrap TV. You can also catch the audio on iHeart, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor Podcasts, and GW Districts. Both. Uh, you can get at me, Ball75, on Instagram, and also Aaron Baltimore on Facebook. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Enjoy your Monday. Be great on purpose. We'll see you all week on social media and right back here next Monday in studio. Thank you all.